Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Cliff Notes on the Global Manufacturing Picture. I'm Cliff Waldman. I'm the host for this show on Manufacturing Talk Radio, one of many on talk radio, and my second show on Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm also the host of Manufacturing Matters. This is a special live broadcast of Cliff Notes. I'm broadcasting from my home today in Arlington, Virginia. I would suspect that a lot of you are at your homes as well. The live broadcast reflects my feelings that in this time of great concern, of great fear, that we should try to talk to each other as much as we can, even with the constraints placed upon us. And that's what I'm going to try to do today. Cliff Notes is a new show. I started the show at the beginning of this year as kind of a second, an offshoot show of Manufacturing Matters, where I've been lucky to have first-rate guests on top-level uh, top topics in manufacturing. I was going to make this show very simple. I wanted to give the latest data on U.S. manufacturing growth performance. Put it in the perspective of some global data, which is of great importance to the way U.S. manufacturing functions in the global economy, and then look ahead a few months. Wanted to be simple. Wanted to be straightforward. It hasn't been. It has been anything but simple and straightforward. In 2019, we came off of a bumpy ride with a difficult and unpredictable trade war with China. We didn't know what was headed for our way in 2020 because we are dealing with a set of circumstances that I doubt that anybody listening today or very many people alive today have ever seen before. Health crises that badly affect the economy are not unknown to mankind. In fact, many of the poorest regions know that very well. Health crises slash economic crises that become one, one challenge in effect are very well known to the poorest regions of the world, but they are exceedingly rare in the industrialized world. Even for Americans who lived through 9-11 and through the difficult 2008 and 2009 uh, financial crisis, what we are dealing with today is a new set of challenges, and it's a new set of challenges that, at least at the moment, don't have an ending date. But, of course, here at Manufacturing Talk Radio, we are concerned with what is happening in the U.S. manufacturing sector. And both on in recent editions of this show and recent episodes of Manufacturing Matters, I have been following and tracking and contemplating the impact of the growing coronavirus crisis. But now we are at a point where we actually have some data to look at. The interesting thing here is that manufacturing was the first sector in the U.S. economy to actually feel the impact of the coronavirus crisis because of its international nature, because so many manufacturers have supply chains that are China-centric. This crisis is putting a new spin, or perhaps a different spin, on what it means to be a global sector. 
And because it's the first sector to have actually felt the impact of the coronavirus crisis, it's also the first sector that is giving us some data to start to look at what may be occurring here. And I'm going to look in this episode at two data points. The March 1st report on manufacturing from the Institute for Supply Management. We all know this is a critical leading indicator of U.S. manufacturing performance. And as a survey indicator, at least for me, at least for right now, one of the most valuable parts of it is survey respondent comments. And if you look in the March 1st ISM report, you will see that a range of respondents from a range of manufacturing industry sectors have already said that the coronavirus crisis has created any of a number of supply chain disruptions. Respondents from electronics, from chemicals, from food, from fabricated metal products, and from machinery have noted difficulties, concerns, challenges, and disruptions in their supply chains as a result of the health crisis that started in Wuhan, China. But even more importantly than that is the actual measure of manufacturing growth. And just this morning, at 9.15 this morning, the Federal Reserve released its February report on industrial production. And as I've told my listeners many, many times, and as I tell manufacturing audiences when I speak to them many, many times, this is a gold mine of data on U.S. manufacturing performance. It is the gold standard for looking at how manufacturing performed the month before. So it's a February report. Now, in February, we were manufacturing was still somewhat reeling from the uncertainties of the trade war. But also in February, this massively escalating health crisis was starting to catch hold. Given that, you'd have to say that the February report on U.S. manufacturing performance was actually something of an upside surprise. For one thing, U.S. manufacturing as a whole, even with everything that has been thrown at it, and even sandwiched between a trade war and a major health crisis, actually managed to have a gain in output, a small one, a 0.1% gain, but nonetheless, a gain. There were decent looking below the top side number. There were decent gains in consumer industries, signs of weakening consumer spending. There were decent gains, somewhat unsurprisingly, in housing-related industries, wood and furniture saw decent gains in February in output. The weak side of this came from um, aviation. Boeing's troubles were a clear negative for overall factory prefor- uh, sector performance, and capital spending remains a general concern for U.S. growth, continues to be partially due to indigenous problems within itself, partially due to uncertainty, which always affects capital spending, 
but we saw that in sharp declines in machinery subsector output, output in January and February. Okay, so perhaps the February data in manufacturing can be said to be something of a relief. But here's the thing to uh, appreciate and understand. In a crisis such as we are in, the pace of change accelerates. Things basically speed up. So February manufacturing performance, unfortunately, is less likely to be a predictor of March performance than it would normally be the case. Going forward, we have a lot to be concerned about, and I'm going to look at the March data, and I'm going to be worried about what I'm going to see in consumer-related industries as shutdowns proceed apace in the United States, energy-related industries with the precipitous drop in oil prices that we've had in the past two, three, four weeks, and I'm going to continue to be concerned about what's going to happen to machinery industries because if capital spending is hurt by uncertainty, we've got it in spades right now. U.S. manufacturing should benefit from some revival of a badly wounded Chinese economy. The data were expected to be bad, but they were daunting. We may have the first year of negative GDP in China since the mid-1970s. So any revival at all, as China seems to somewhat start, start getting back to work, is going to be a plus for U.S. manufacturing performance. But at the same time, U.S. manufacturing is going to be hurt by the shutdowns and clampdowns and social distancing and unmasked that is happening in Europe. Again, this crisis putting a new and interesting spin on what it means to be a global sector. Perhaps, though, even with all that, even what, what we anticipate going forward, the February report on industrial production and U.S. manufacturing growth performance may be a hopeful sign that the worst of our fears at least for the U.S. manufacturing sector, may not be realized. I'm going to continue to follow this story, both on Cliff Notes and on Manufacturing Matters. Particularly on Manufacturing Matters, I want to look ahead. I want to look at the evolving issues, the dramatic changes in the very structure of manufacturing. But it's going to be hard to do until we get past this once-a-century crisis. I'll keep you on top of it. I'll have guests to help you understand it, and we'll get through it together. Until next time, this is Cliff Waldman saying, manufacturing matters, and we'll keep you on top of it all. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.